child of the damned. Uh. The moon is large. This All Hallows' Eve, wouldn't you say? Uh. Your quest for the chalice of embers may be futile. But I can watch you die. Like a lot? <laughs> Not, am I am I gonna die like a lot or just like once? Oh, who's to say? Several, none. I'd prefer that. How would I to know? Uh, uh, I am just a fucked up little man. Are you? Are we doing fucked up little man? <laughs> We're talking about fucked up little man. Yay! Yeah. I was waiting for this one. I, I saw know. it on your list like literally day one, and I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is fucked up little man? It's it's a unique one for sure, and it felt fitting. We're getting closer to Halloween time, and this uh, is one of those games that captures the kind of creepy little off-putting environment that uh, comes along with. We're doing it again, folks. We're talking about Dark Souls. Um, yeah but this this again is very intentional because this game is specifically made to capture the feeling of finding a weird little creep in a tucked away corner of an oppressive weird uncomfortable environment in one of those from soft games you don't have to talk about how we met in college i know i was a weird little creep <laughs> in an oppressive environment <laughs> Actually, our college was not oppressive at all. Are, uh, true, but I think every student in that building was a creepy little guy who had their own things going on. Yeah, that's just... I certainly that's, was. That's, that's game school, buddy. You yeah, can't, exactly. You can't go to video game school without <laughs> being a creepy little guy. That's just what happens when artists and programmers are in a room together. Oh, God. <laughs> A dream made in hell. No, uh, it's uh, a something made in something. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it, it was a delight. Uh, and this game is also a delight. It was made just last year, 2022. Um, I forget oh, if wow. it was shortly before or after Elden Ring came out, but that was certainly the inspiration for the creation of this game. It was made by Grant Howitt, who is an established RPG writer at this point. Who he worked on games like Honey Heist, which have we we haven't talked about Honey Heist, have we? No. Gotcha. I will add that to the list of games I need to talk about because that's a great one as well, and it's it's similar to this in some ways, uh, but also work on Heart Inspire and other RPGs like that. Um, this one in particular is a pretty small game. It's a single one page pen and paper game that was my question was like what kind of game is this but you you answered it without me having to ask so yeah absolutely it's for being a good host oh why thank you that's i do this for the acknowledgement so that felt good (laughs) (laughs) um no it's yeah it's just a pen and paper game you play it with whatever friends you can gather around a table or in just a discord call you get a big piece of paper or an online whiteboard app or something like that uh and it's free you just go on, you can actually find it on X or Twitter or whatever it may be. It was just published, quote unquote, by Grant uh, in a Twitter post. It's just one PNG. 
you can go find the PDF for it. And there's a text only version as well on uh, the Patreon linked in that Twitter post. But if you search fucked up little man uh, or some some variation of that fucked up little man RPG, something like that. I was going to say, maybe put the word game after it. And I feel like that would probably help quite a bit. Well, so for me, I didn't need to do that. And I don't know if that's because that's what comes up on Google first, or if because that's my algorithm saying, Hey, we know that when you Google something, you may as well just be adding the <laughs> word game after it every time. <laughs> I don't know if Google has me locked down like that or not. They probably do. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, yeah, they, they know what's I'm in sure. your bones. They're so good at reading my mind and selling that to whoever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not hard to find. Um, in fact, there'll probably be a link to the Twitter post in the description of this episode. So you can just go find it that way as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a one page real quick. It's got everything written down right on the front. And the, the general structure of the game is you get all these people together and you divide up the big piece of paper or the whiteboard or whatever it may be into roughly equally sized sections one for each person playing the game you build a little section of a map in your space that you've been given there is a generator on there you can roll a couple dice to come up with some ideas and combine them if you don't have any inspiration for what you want your little map to look like but everyone makes it their little area you leave space for them to be connected together you make little uh, assumed pathways where yours can lead into the one next to it and things like that. And then you create your fucked up little man or woman or non-binary or whoever it may be. Fucked up little man is it's the same energy as calling someone dude, regardless of their gender. It's just like, it's a little creature. Yeah. Little I've also, I've been using the term little guy, like mm-hmm. very, and like non descriptly of like, yeah, anything can be a little guy. Little guy is like a status. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's kind of common. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a state of being. It's a state of mind. Yeah. Um, Yeah. More than likely, the state of mind of your little guy is not going to be great. Um, You are. Yes, exactly. Well, it's in the name. Um, (laughs) What? It all makes sense. It's all come together. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, But no, it's just. You you come up with a couple different characteristics of your little guy, uh, what their profession is, an odd trait about them or a notable trait about them. And then there is also specifically a refrain that your little guy gets that is just a little thing that they mutter all the time, like at the end of sentences or in between thoughts, um, which is, again, day. typical of like a Dark Souls character. You'll go, go see and they just weirdly chuckle at the end of every sentence. Like, okay. Man, what are you doing? I want my fucked up old guy to be Garfield and just just mutter like lasagna or something. I hate Mondays. Lasagna? Lasagna. You got to be weird about it. You have to be weird and creepy in this game, which okay. makes it perfect for this season. Yeah, it really does. It is, it yeah. is the time to be a weird, creepy little guy. Exactly. The little creeps are out. Yes. So you take your little creep and you put it in the map that you drew, the area of the map that you drew. And then everyone's going to go around the table and take turns playing as the damned one, quote unquote, which is just the sort of generic. 
tarnished ashen one whatever it be i don't actually remember the names of any of them besides elden ring but the um <laughs> you uh, the, of them. uh is is the ashen one act that's the dark souls 3 right i believe so yeah yeah and then there's uh the hollow in dark yeah. souls one or the hollowed yeah um yeah. never actually played any of the other ones in the series so there's hey. that oh but uh, you you have your sort of main character that everyone takes turns embodying and the the character will start in one location and the goal is to just explore every area of the map. And so every other player at the table is sort of your GM. They will be deciding what obstacles you come up against in that area, um, how difficult it is to go through with it, how they all connect together. And just generally what your options are when you go explore those areas. So it's a it's a collaborative game that takes turns changing who's collaborating with whom to get your little character through all the different spots. And so when you get to an area in your section of the map and you're not playing as the damned one, you get to be your fucked up little man. You get to just pretend to be this little character who is maybe helpful, maybe not. Um, but you get to offer advice or supplies or whatever it may be. Um, but it, it actually gives you guidelines to not give a straight answer, retroactively justify previous bullshit and utter your refrain often. So that's <laughs> that's the important part of being your little guy. When the main character comes by you, you're just you're a little weirdo. All right. All right. I like that. That's, yeah. that's quite good. Yeah. And that's. That's mainly the structure of the game. It's pretty fast and loose. Uh, essentially, when you when you do something risky, you roll a D6 and then depending on what happens, you might take some damage or not. And then in classic souls like fashion, if you get to a place where you died before, when you die somewhere, you put a little marker down. And if you get to that same obstacle again or you're able to use the little echo that you leave behind to overcome a challenge then you roll an additional d6 but that's very broad that could be interpreted sort of any way and it's just up to everyone at the table to determine okay what obstacles are here are you able to use the echo to overcome this and then once you get to the end of the game once you've explored all the different areas it's up to the whole table to come together and say okay what does the boss of this map look like what's the final challenge here and after that you just try to overcome that and then you're done i don't know why but for some reason i just started thinking about over the garden wall and the fucked up little guy being the the woodsman and the boss being the the beast and like you just got to go through all the weird little areas with all these weird little people going through some weird little troubles and then at the end Oh, things are weird. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. I That's side like, note, I need to rewatch that. It's it's about time. But it is it is a season. It is literally the time for it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's a similar experience to that. You're just sort of going around and figuring out what weird, creepy things are here and getting past them to the end. I do like that as a concept. I also like the idea of like getting to be one of the reoccurring characters in these games that are, yes, it's just a little weirdo. And it's like, what is this guy doing all day? Like (laughs) he just goes through this world as this little fucked up man. 
and like doesn't really help you doesn't really hurt you just like gives you some like half advice and then says his like little catchphrase and then is gone again like, yeah exactly what is that like and I, I like that someone like decided to make that again <laughs> yeah it, it's great uh, but you know what is unlike that consistently helpful is it is it what I think it is staying hydrated <gasps> welcome back to liquid IV corner hey. Hey. Uh, gamers stay hydrated every day it's important your body needs water to function and it needs to keep all those cells wet and wild and liquid IV can help you do that. One stick of it, it hydrates you two times faster than just water would. It gets you essential vitamins. It gets you three times the electrolytes as leading sports drinks. We can't name them here, but you know them. You love them. But you're going to love liquid IV even better. Just like I do. It's convenient. Fellas, just add some to your water. I just ha- I have this massive like metal water bottle that reverberates really loudly anytime I set it down on anything. It's kind of... The water bottle is sometimes... A, an obstacle in my day-to-day life mostly because i don't have a great handle for it I'm, um, I'm working on finding one but the the process of adding liquid iv is not an obstacle at all it adds flavor to your water which is always a bonus i am always on that lemon lime game you know me i love lemon i love lime i love larry i don't know if that's a thing uh um, i love lucy is a thing i love lucy that's more that's... the chocolates uh than lemons or limes uh, larry yeah. is a cucumber i don't know if that helps but um right that's the larry i was thinking of the veggie talesman um i do love him as well uh, i all i know is i'm gonna ransack your house and steal all the peach ones that you over purchased and that's make sure fair. that i can have some of those because peach is my favorite fruit you should because they're good and, you know, it's always good to add it in there. They're made with quality ingredients. And also using Liquid IV supports the company's campaign to make clean water accessible around the whole world. They've already donated a bunch, over 39 million servings uh, to 50, more than 50 countries around the globe. And it's just, it's a good time for everyone. It gets you hydrated. It's made good quality and it helps people who need clean water. Why haven't you gone and ordered some already? I swear. What are you doing wasting (laughs) your time listening to this podcast? You should be online right now. No, stop. Pause the podcast. Okay, welcome back. (laughs) I was waiting for someone to unpause it. No, go go order some. It's, It's worth having. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code YSPDG at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code YSPDG at liquidiv.com. I feel like I started saying YSPDG as like one word instead of separate letters, and that felt a little weird, but (laughs) you know the letters. You should play this game. YSPDG. If you don't, if, if that hasn't clicked yet i don't know how much more clear we can make it um i feel like if it hadn't clicked before it did when i literally spelled it out yes Uh, but yeah go get some water well and some liquid iv and then make the water taste better and do more for you exactly take a sip anyway so crab no different crab no last episode the time streams are colliding (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, creepy man. Uh, fucked up little man, even. Fucked In fact, I guy. don't know. It, it may be worth marking this episode as explicit because I know we try to kind of keep the worst of the language out of here, but yeah. it's in the name of the game, and I don't feel like cutting the name out is going to be helpful to anyone. I don't think we can avoid it. Yeah. So this game doesn't have to be explicit like that, necessarily. That's up to you and your friends. Um, but it, it's it's weird because... It's a creepy setting, right? You're making kind of eerie locations, odd little guys. And the, the setting of Dark Souls is always this oppressive, doomed world that you're running around in. But the gameplay itself, when you really get into it, is really just goofy. It's a lot of improv. It's, a, it's the most loose form of just play pretend that I've experienced since i was a literal child um (laughs) you got to make sure your friends are in the mood for that you got to make sure that whoever you're playing this game with uh they understand that this is not going to be a like i i build a character and i give them skills and i roll a d20 to to vanquish the monster um this is just you're making stuff up you got a creepy little guy that every once in a while is just like it's strange isn't it <laughs> and then leaves that's just it um, i like that it's e- yeah. yeah it's even more freeform than lasers and feelings which i talked about a while ago that was another one page that was a full proper no hesitation calling that a tabletop rpg even though you know it was very bare bones and had right. very limited rules this is even more so than that you know, that sounds like a fun game to play. I know a couple of other games that sound kind of similar um, that I wanted to talk about, and I'll get to it at another point. But uh, this does sound like a lot of fun for just a, like a bunch of a goofy little people getting together and telling, us, telling each other a silly story. I mean, what else is there but like that in a TTRPG of any variety? Yeah, that's that's fair. The the context in which I first played this was we actually had a regularly scheduled uh, tabletop game monster of the week that we were meeting every week and playing. And then one week it just it didn't come together. Right. I believe somebody couldn't make it. And it was also not really very well prepared. So at some point we just decided, hey, we should just do something else this week. And I had this on the back burner. I just recently seen it and I was like, hey, we should check this out. And we just got together. It was online. So we popped up some free online whiteboard app and just made some weird place and had a character wander through it. It wasn't anything too serious. Very low stakes. Very relaxed. Very, like I've said, just goofy and and no expectations. Also, if I'm not mistaken, Discord now has built in a whiteboard app. So the barrier to entry for this is incredibly low. It's in the activities. It's free to use and everyone gets their own color and a marked cursor. So you can just like draw in Discord together on mobile or on desktop and anyone can join in at any time. So that that also seems like it would be really, really useful for just picking up a game like this. Yeah, absolutely. That was added after the last time I played this, so I haven't tried it yeah. in that. But that's exactly what that kind of thing is for. It's just sort of it's more of a loose sandbox game than it is a full game experience. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still just fun if you and your buds are in the mood for for just goofing around for a little bit. Absolutely give it a try. 
Yeah, it sounds like a blast. Honestly, I I definitely want to check it out. How long do games usually run? Like an hour? Um, yeah, it, it depends on how much everyone's willing to get into it. There are no That's rules fair. for how many yeah. obstacles are in an area. So ours lasted just what, an hour, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And that was with everyone kind of, if I'm being completely honest, people were half tuned in, maybe three quarters mm-hmm. tuned in. So I don't, I don't know what a full focused <laughs> session of fucked up little man looks like. Oh, <laughs> um, but intense. Yeah, depending on the number of people you add and the number of obstacles, the table agrees are in a certain area. It can go probably I wouldn't I wouldn't guess more than two hours at a time. But honestly, Mm -hmm. I'd say probably set aside an hour for it. If it's going longer than that and you don't want it to, you can certainly cut it off again. Very free form, very up to your interpretation. Um, It kind of lasts as long as you want it to, with the exception of you probably can't play it more than one session. It's probably not a great game for making a long-standing story out of. But yeah, you can that. try, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna be the first. Yeah, I believe in you. That's why <laughs> I think you should play this game. Hey, I definitely want to check it out. This sounds like a lot of fun, and it sounds like it'd be pretty easy to just kind of kind of throw together, kind of last minute without a bunch of prep, unlike a. Uh, uh, a D&D or a, another more more arduous TTRPG you're able to just kind of get a couple people together start doodling for uh, 15 20 minutes and then jump into telling a silly little story with your friends sounds like a lot of fun yeah it's maybe the lowest prep game I've ever seen in my life <laughs> nice I like that yeah um, it's great there are definitely benefits for games like that so yeah I'll have to give it a shot that sounds like a lot of fun yeah, for sure. That's that's about all I have to say on it. It's it's pretty cut and dry. Go check it out. Um, and while you're checking things out on Twitter, go check us out as well. Uh, hey. We got a, a page on there at YSPDG underscore pod. Um, go if you try this out, let us know how it went. Uh, I'm actually really curious. I've only played this a couple times. It went kind of the same way both times. Um, tell me what kind of fucked up little man you made. There's a bunch of interesting options on the page, and I, I always love seeing those characters come to life. So let us know if you do that, or if I've misrepresented anything, go correct me in the comments. I don't <laughs> care. I won't read them. I don't even know how to read, so it doesn't even matter anyway. What's up? I'm Jared. I'm 19. I never ha- learned how to read. I I have a terrible secret that I have to tell you now that you've gotten this close to it. Are you Jared? The J in James does stand for Jared. He went to Jared's. I. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me. Oh, you! Why? Why are you not bankrolling this podcast? If you, you've got a diamond empire. I actually, my parents cut me off because they're trying oh. to teach me about responsibility. So I'm on a sort of hero's journey kind of quest right now to okay, better myself. Okay. Um, and and come away from the experience different than when I started. Um, okay. It's not going to happen because I can't read. But you know, you do what you can. That's your that's your struggle that you must overcome. Um, all right, you heard it here, guys. Next episode, we're teaching James how to read. And um, <laughs> thank you all for joining us. I really appreciate you sticking it out all the way to here. Yeah, um, thank you all for listening. In case you can't read either, this is the best way to consume content. So we're honored yeah. you chose us. I'm dyslexic, so like I'm I'm also right there with y'all. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>